All right, roll tape. Let's do it. Actually, we don't really roll tape. I just recorded my own home studio. But since we don't really do ads here, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about what we do at MacroZinc before we get started with the show today. MacroZinc is a full-service nutrition coaching and personal training company that does all of its coaching online. At MacroZinc, we provide fully customized one-on-one nutrition coaching and online personal training that has changed the lives of over 7,000 people and counting. We currently offer a two-week free trial for our nutrition coaching, and you can get started risk-free today. Just go to macrozinc.net slash services and get yourself signed up. Let's get into the show. All right, here we are. I believe we're in episode 27. That means you guys should know me by now, but if you don't, I'm Brad Dieter, the Chief Operating Officer here at Macros, Inc. This is my take, a podcast that discusses current events in nutrition, the business side of the health and fitness industry, and a little bit of everything in between. Let's dive into the show. All right, Nutrition Insights. Today's is actually brought to you by a question that we had put in our Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, go to macrosinc.net slash free group. Um, and you can jump in on all those conversations. But uh, this is today is somebody asked a question about weight loss drugs um, and not like, you know, over-the-counter fat loss pills that you get at like GNC, but like actual medical grade weight loss drugs. Um, and they asked about like Orlistat, uh, Metformin, Phentermine, Liraglutide, and, and a couple other ones. And I don't want to go into the like exact specifics of, of each drug and kind of do that, but I really want to give kind of a more global discussion about what we really know about weight loss drugs in general and how we should think about them. So as you can imagine, right, uh, we have a lot of research and literature on weight loss drugs, right? Any drug that gets approved by the FDA has to have substantial preclinical data, which is like animal data, safety data, and then it has to go through phase one, phase two, phase three, and then post-market approval studies. Um, and there's just a lot of research that goes into them. So there's been a, quite a few drugs that have been approved. Um, some of them are like fentermine, when topiramate, which is kind of a, a common one currently. Um, we had ephedrine. We've had, oh gosh, um, you know, a couple other drugs like that. We've had some like things like subutramine, which is a a drug that kind of works on lowering uh, appetite, things like that. And there's a lot of other drugs that are very similar on the market. But what's really interesting is if you look at all of these drugs, they all do work for some level of weight loss. But the I don't want to say the problem, but the thing to know is that the weight loss that these drugs really cause is is fairly minor, right? We're talking 10 pounds, maybe, sometimes 15 pounds. They can be very effective and result in even more weight loss if they're coupled with a very low calorie diet, right? So we know like the, the fentermines, the uh, ephedrines, even the HCG diets that have been used in medical clinics are typically paired with a very, very low calorie diet. We're talking like 800 calories a day. And obviously these augment weight loss. Um, but what's very interesting is if you look at all of these studies, they all show the same curve of like, hey, you lose weight about six months, your weight starts going back up, right? Um, and for most people, they actually return to, to baseline weight um, within maybe a year post they get off the drugs. 
But what we have seen is there's been studies that have combined these things with cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a, a form of kind of counseling therapy uh, that actually kind of changes behaviors, right? They've also done these types of studies with these drugs and actual lifestyle change. So they'll, they'll couple the use of these weight loss medications with, you know, <clears throat> changing physical activity, changing diet, et cetera. And what they find is that if you utilize these medications without any other intervention, whether it is cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, lifestyle change, some other kind of lifestyle habit, um, you know, any change like that that kind of fits within what we would kind of call, you know, health and wellness coaching where it's like actually changing your lifestyle, the drugs are only temporary. But if you can use them in the combination with something else, they can be very effective for weight loss. But here's the catch. If you look at the data across all different types of studies is using, utilizing the pharmaceutical approach over the long run is no more effective than simply just using lifestyle modification. The reasons that is, is because we know the mechanisms of weight loss and how they work. We know that lifestyle changes really all you actually need uh, to make that happen. The pharmaceutical use is a way to kind of add a catalyst or to speed up the initial weight loss process. It's not really going to result in additional weight loss beyond uh, what you can get from lifestyle management, right? So like, let's say you were to have, you know, great changes in diet and physical activity, utilizing, you know, pharmaceutical medication on top of that is not going to give you additional benefits, generally speaking. Um, so that's kind of the summary of these these medications is a lot of them can work. <clears throat> Most of them are kind of short-term solutions. They can kind of help kickstart things. If you don't have some sort of lifestyle change, lifestyle management adjustment, behavioral management adjustment, you're not going to see sustained results. And that the actual magnitude of the results is not any better using those over the long term than just having lifestyle management changes. So uh, that's really what you need to know for that stuff is the magnitude of these is probably 5, 10, 15 pounds at most. It's not any more effective long term than lifestyle change. Um, And there's really no additional benefit over the long term. Where they can be very helpful in targeted uses is, you know, for people who need to lose large amounts of weight quickly for maybe it's a surgery, right? Maybe somebody um, is getting ready for weight loss surgery and they need to lose 100 pounds. Uh, Maybe they're getting ready for like a total joint replacement so they can be more active and they need to lose weight pretty quickly. Um, There's some other need for them to have medical weight loss pretty quick. Other than that, long-term efficacy in kind of real-world populations of these medications doesn't really appear to hold water, especially when we compare it to just changing you know, behaviors, changing diet, uh, changing physical activity. So that's really kind of the best way to think about it is these are targeted specific use medications that have a place in the medical, you know, intervention literature. But for the average person trying to to lose weight or live a healthier life, they just are not any more effective. Um, And we've seen that over, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of trials. So that's it for the Nutrition Insight. Let's hop over to Business Insights. 
All right, here are uh, some thoughts and notes on leadership. So that's going to be our business insight today is just kind of a, an extemporaneous discussion on just some interesting things I've experienced in the last week regarding leadership. Um, so I've had a couple interactions over the last, I don't know, probably two weeks um, with people in other business situations and other companies um, and just different aspects of my life. <clears throat> and I, just the experiences I've had with how other people have approached a leadership role have been very different. Um, and I just want to kind of give some thoughts that I have, and maybe these are opinions too, so so take them with you know a grain of salt. But as a leader, your job is not to impose your will on other people, um, right? There's a lot of times where you need to take charge and you need to kind of steer the ship, but leadership is about more than imposing your will. There's times where you need to, um, but really it's it's about how do you create a democracy of people who all have the same vision and all have a voice in helping you get there, right? If you go into meetings and you just say, hey, this is what I think about this and everybody else has a bad idea about it because, you know, I'm in charge, it's not really an effective way to lead people. Um, the other kind of thought on this too is how you conduct yourself and how you get results matters a lot, right? There's a billion ways to make money in this planet. Um, there's a lot of ways to build businesses. Your legacy of who you are and how you're viewed is more determined by how you do things than the end results, right? So if we think you know, about some of the people that we really look up to, um, and that we find as, you know, examples or people we want to emulate, I would argue that a lot of times it's not necessarily what they did, but how they did it, right? There's been a lot of successful people in this world. There's a lot of those people that I really could care less to emulate, right? And be very thoughtful of how you approach things, right? Of how you're getting to where you're going. Is your leadership leadership or is your leadership dictatorship? Um, are you promoting healthy discussion or are you shutting down healthy discussion? Are you allowing voices to be heard or are you stifling voices? And, you know, that's one of the things that I think is really difficult is when you're kind of in a leadership position is ultimately the fate of your company or your mission is in your hands, but you have to be able to hear other people's thoughts and opinions um, so you guys can actually work collectively, right? It, it is a democracy with a leader, but the democracy has to be able to have some level of, you know, people's voices heard. So that's it. That's the business insight. Let's move on. All right. What am I learning today? Um, age old saying is fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And, you know, that's just one of those things that I think I'm, I'm learning this week, right, is we, we always have to be looking at situations that we're in, um, and are we allowing things to happen based on what we, we think people should be doing, right, is most people in most situations kind of follow what they always do, right? It's real change in people takes a lot of effort, a lot of work, 
Um, it takes a long time. And so if you find yourself in situations where like, hey, like you're going to give somebody the benefit of doubt the first time, you know, the second time really it's kind of, it's on you at that point to be like, hey, like I really know what the actual context of this situation is. Um, and I haven't really made a stand of like, this is what I would, this is what I would think is acceptable. And this is what I would think is not acceptable. Um, so this is one of those thoughts to, that I, at least I'm having in the back of my mind this week is fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And that's less on like putting the onus on other people and, you know, and it's more like, Hey, you need to have your eyes open and be very honest with yourself about what is the situation I'm in? Why am I in it? And what have I done and or not done to make this situation better? So that's, that's what I'm learning today. All right. Uh, daily win. We are finally starting to implement uh, some of our new UI designs across our platforms this week, which means that things should start looking a little bit different on our website, our client portal, and other assets this week. So we've really spent, gosh, the last oh my, 19 months, 20 months, something like that, really kind of retooling everything we do from the ground up in terms of like hardcore functionality. So we've really worked on like scaling coaching um, to the point where when I talk about scaling, it's like, hey, can we automate all the simple little systems that don't really require human interaction? Um, and so we, we've worked on data analytics. We've worked on automations. We've worked on um, data transfers and flows and, and all sorts of stuff to improve the core business so that we can focus on our coaching, right? If I have to spend four hours a day doing mindless computer tasks, that's four hours a day I can't spend coaching, Right, so we've we've really worked really hard on those things over the last twenty months, and we're starting to get to the end of the road of those things. And now we're really starting to focus more on kind of the the user interface, the how pretty things look, how interactive they look, um, and then also we're starting to put in some stuff that's like based on some psychology behavior stuff that we know that will kind of help people facilitate behavior change better by their interactions with our client portal, with our website, etc. So. We're going to start rolling those out this week um, in terms of like internal development, like they're being pushed out. So we'll do all our internal uh, QA on that. But that's pretty exciting. So things are going to start looking really different around here on our side um, as we test them. And then it'll roll out to you guys probably in the next, gosh, six, eight weeks is kind of the goal. So that's pretty exciting. Um, daily learning lesson. This is uh, very much a cliche, but we're going to go with it anyway. Uh, you only get one shot at this life. So don't leave things undone or unsaid, right? Is when you look back on your life in 20, 30, 40 years, the things that you will wish you had done differently were taking the chances, saying the things that you wish you would have said to the people when you wish you would have said to them, um, and really trying to get the most out of life. And that's kind of today's learning lesson. So you only get one shot. So that's it. I'm Dr. Brad. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you guys tomorrow on Thursday, March 18th. It's crazy. We're already in the middle of March. So that's it. I'm out of here.